Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. From a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate Breaking news, he supplies it And you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it He's talking about all the sports And he's also a hashtag dork And a father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad for you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. Welcome into a Thursday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. Joining us, as he always does on Tuesdays and Thursdays, is one Andy Hart. Hart, how are you? I am tremendous, Good. really, but I'm going to pretend. No. But you're uh, feeling better, though? Getting Absolutely. There? Oh, Trending in the right direction. Uh, Trending like upward. Yep. And if yep. you want to see Hart, you can uh, just watch the program on Twitch. Follow WEEI. You get all the shows right there from 6A all the way to whenever we're done. 90-minute show tonight as Thursday Night Football will kick off week, what is it, 15 in the NFL? Holy smokes. Where does the time go? Right big down the crapper with the paper. I was going to say, big tilt. Chargers, Raiders, battle of five and eight teams. Uh, we'll pick the game, though. We'll earn our bet du jour in just a little bit. But uh, We should do a contest. We should. If you can name the two starting quarterbacks, we'll give you a Rich Keep t-shirt. Oh, my God. Yeah, we, first of all, we need t-shirts. Second of all. <laughs> we don't have t-shirts? I don't think we have Rich Keep show t-shirts, which is a shame. What are we doing here? I know. Stiz, where are we getting t-shirts? That's got to be. They're soon. in the. They should be. They're in the mail. They're in the mail. Uh, All right. Supposedly oh, okay. they're being. They're being made up. Because we're sneaking up on the one year anniversary of this program. So if nothing else, maybe that's what we'll get. Maybe a, we should celebrate it. Yes. You you made it a year. We, well, no, don't jinx it. We're not there oh. yet. How long this do we was have to go. This was around the time last year where I found out I'd be moving time slots. So I don't want to. Oh, congrats wanna, on the new show. Yeah. Thanks, dude. I don't want to uh, jinx anything. Let me start out with a question for you, Hart, and okay. for the people as well, if you want to jump in at 617-779-7937, as the Patriots are going to need to, in all likelihood, get a new head coach as well as a new quarterback for the 2024 season. Mm-hmm. And I know they're very linked, the two, those two positions, but in your mind, what is more difficult to find, a great head coach or a great quarterback? I think this is one of the easier questions you've ever asked me. Wow! All right. I think a great head coach is easier. They are. Oh, more difficult. No, no, no. More difficult. difficult. Sorry. Way more difficult. I already forgot how I asked the question. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) you you started to confuse me. I felt like we're off to a bad start. I answered improperly. Um, Because I've always thought uh, for years, like that next tier of great coaches behind Bill, Mm. I was always like, meh, meh, meh. Whereas... All along, when Tom Brady, for example, if we're going to use him as the great quarterback measuring stick, yeah, there were other quarterbacks that I thought were really good, had really good years, really good, you know, series of years. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's ridiculously hard to find a great coach. I even don't like Andy Reid is a great coach. Yeah, and we we 
we used to make fun of him. Yeah, we used to make fun of him all the time. time. Well, I was gonna say like, Andy Reid, uh, Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin. Like these are some of the best yeah. coaches in the league. Sean Payton. Yeah, I don't like him as much. But no, you're right. but I'm just but saying these are, are guys that have, coaches yes, that we still make fun rings of rings yeah. and longevity right. and resumes that people think are worth something. Resumes that people are willing to trade for. Like Pete and that's Carroll, my point. Pete Carroll, we all acknowledge, lost a Super Bowl for his team. And yet he's one of the best coaches in the league. Right? right? Yeah. So, I mean, now there is a wave of younger coaches who have not won, like Mike McDaniel, who I really like. But let's see. Like, let's see. Is he great? Where that goes. I, I good? don't know. Is he closer to Sean Payton than he is to Bill Belichick or wherever? Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody's close to the artist formerly known as Bill Belichick. The like current Mike Bill Shan- Belichick. I mean, yeah. uh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan yeah. Mike. Mike's also a very good coach. Mike was, yeah. Uh, Kyle is considered, I think, a great modern coach. Yeah, he and is. And his next Super Bowl win will be the same as mine. <laughs> like, no, and Kyle Shanahan's a good example, too, where like he had a, he had a chance and uh, lost it. He also was in the offensive coordinator and watched the, the greatest comeback in the history of the Super Bowl happen against his team. So, I mean, the all like every single guy has flaws. And so there's still, like, if you're talking great or elite or whatever word you want to put on it, it's a small group on both accounts, right? Like, yeah, but I would say right now, you could argue, you could argue, maybe we will argue. Maybe that's sort of the nature of the business. There are zero great head coaches in the NFL right now. Wow. I think you could argue that. Yeah, you could. I mean, if you're if you're a hard grader, that's what you would come up with. If okay. you're a little bit of an easier grader. So you could also argue that there, at, I think everyone would argue there's at least one great quarterback. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Probably would argue there's at least three great great quarterbacks, maybe four. I, I don't know where the the list yeah, goes. Yeah, where's the where's the line? Because there's, there's also a handful. There's also a difference between uh, a quarterback having a great season and like a great quarterback, right? Like right. Matt Ryan had a great season. Cam Newton had a great season. But I don't know if you're really looking at those guys and you're like, yep, lock them in as an elite guy every single year. Like Dak Prescott this year. Dak Prescott's having a great season, correct? But I would always have him sort of like a notch below. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, who's now hurt. But, yeah, I mean, it's... I think Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen have proven themselves great quarterbacks, in my opinion. I agree. Josh Allen gets that's he's seems to be the most controversial of that trio. People don't like him, which I don't understand. I don't. They don't like him. Maybe it's just because of the uniform that he wears or whatever. But uh, I I like him. I put him in that top tier. I would also have a guy like Aaron Rodgers when he's playing up there. Even though, again, like some of the head coaches we're talking about, also flawed. Also hasn't won enough for for his talent. Right. But right. And then also, like, a lot of times they are very much tied into each other. And, like, can a – I think a g- really great quarterback is probably more likely to carry a average coach than the other way around. Right? Like if you, yes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you had the average – like – I don't know. Bill carried Brady forever. <laughs> we're, we're kind of seeing him not be able to carry Mac Jones or not be able to carry nope. Cam Newton. Like, that – Carried that Bailey Zappi last week. 21 points, first half. 21 big points. Yeah, three tugs. Three passes, many touchdowns. in the second half. Oops. But let's focus on the first half. So, and I know you and I agree that it's time to move on from Belichick. However, answering the question that the way that you did, like maybe that is a little bit of insight as to why you're starting to get some pushback from. Uh, we've gotten a, a lot of callers over the last week or so. Now that it really seems like it's the end of Belichick, saying no, 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 you got to keep Belichick because I think they're just so afraid of the unknown or like chasing coaches going forward i don't think that's the reason to keep them 
But I can kind of understand where people are coming from. Like, you don't know what else is out there. I don't want to promote Gerard Mayo. I don't know. I, like, I wouldn't want Bill O'Brien. So I think maybe that's why you're getting a little bit of that over the last week. Yeah, but you could look at that two different ways. I actually think that's a reason to get to work, to start the process, to find the guy and find out if it's not the guy. Yeah, that, That's a, something we've seen, I feel like, a little bit more of lately in, in football and all of professional sports is that hire a new coach, oh, he's not the guy. Well, get rid of him. Find Try to find the next guy. Now, we've seen it with quarterbacks, too. The Cardinals are an example of a team that took a – a guy then decided, oh, that's not the guy. We'll take another or the Rams. Like yeah. you can, you can make mistakes at quarterback too and move on from that. But that's where I get into the age of Bill Belichick. If Bill were sixty-one instead of seventy-one, coming off the exact same run here, got rid of mm-hmm. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. three losing seasons in four years. This discussion we're having, I think I'd be on the side of you got to give him a couple more years. Like they're too hard to find. Right. He's already proven he's great, but. The age, 71, yes, they're hard to find. He's proven he's great, but I need to get to work on the next one because even if he is great again, yeah, that's a good point. It's not, it's, it won't be for very long. Yeah, so whether he's 3-14 well or 14-3, and three, how many yep. years is he going to be doing it Tear for? it down. Yeah. Tear it down and start over because you might miss and then need to do it again. Now, without even getting into specific uh, coach candidates that would take over for Bill, are you more of the... Give me a guy that's never done it before. Never, never been a head coach, I mean, like, you know, coordinator, college head coach, that kind of thing. Or are you more into maybe the second chance guy, like the the, the retread guy? Because that's what Bill was. You know, that's what, you know, Andy Reid was in Kansas City. That's what Pete Carroll was in Seattle. Like, a lot of guys who have had success had mixed to, you know, not great at, in one place and then became a Hall of Fame coach somewhere else. Or do you like the idea of a guy who's young and, and sort of starting fresh? I think I kind of like the young guy now. I don't know who it is. Right, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't even need the name. I'm just saying sort of more the philosophy of what you're looking at. Like, we've seen in recent years, and now some of these guys ebb and flow a little bit with how good you think they are, but Kyle Shanahan, um, Mike McDaniel, obviously, um, the guy in Green Bay, who I don't think is a great coach. Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur has had pretty good results. What do you win, 13 games? He's won a pile of games. Sean McVay won a Super Bowl. Right. Like, I think I want to go down that road. And I think that's probably, I don't know if it's the safer road. It's It feels like it's the more modern road right now. Like, yeah. teams, young players, it's like a different era. Coaches can come in and have success right away. Receivers can come in and have success right away. You play young quarterbacks. You know, the, the cliche that it's a young man's game kind of feels like it's a young man. D'Amico Ryans gets yeah. to Houston. No, and that is example. a crappy organization, it looked like. And now all of a sudden you get the quarterback and the young coach and it doesn't look so crappy. I think I want the young guy. It does. I'm I'm with you. I think the young guy and the young offensive guy. I know D'Amico Ryan's his defense, but I mean, look at Zachary Taylor. Like people kind of made fun of that hire at the time. And, you know, he he gets matched up with Burrow. But I just feel like there's more examples of young coaches getting the most out of the young quarterback. You know, whether yeah. it's Sirianni. Sirianni is a great example with, with Jalen Hurts. And so there's there's a bunch of those guys. And even with going back to Josh Allen for a minute, maybe we're seeing it was more Dayball than not. And now that Dayball's gone, and now McDermott, like he, we'll see how the season goes for him. And then they might be searching for somebody else. But uh, this will be a discussion for the next several months for the Patriots, no doubt. And you uh, guys. I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean? I mean, I think you got to move pretty quickly. We are now at December, what are we at? December 14th, 15th? Touche. You're right. All right, so for the coach, it's don't, you, you, you got like a month. Coach? 
by the end of January? Coach, you got a month. Uh, quarterback, I guess maybe I was thinking is it going to be several months. But, yeah, coach is, is a month. And GM might be before coach. So we are, there's only a few weeks, and it's like right. boom, boom, boom. Get the guy in who's going to run the organization. Get the guy in who's going to be the head football coach. And then those two yeah. take a breath and then figure out the quarterback situation. And it was funny. Bill Bardenwell on ESPN today wrote about 10 10- possible job openings yeah and uh we'll go through some of those ones quickly to see if, if belichick makes sense uh, or where he would make sense uh but the patriots are one of those possible job openings which is uh you know makes a lot of sense if you're reading all the reports that are out there right now done deal it is a done Curry. deal that's well yeah uh so you guys can jump in here we're starting pats i do want to get to uh the latest on yamamoto as well but it's just a 90 minute Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart. Again, you can join us, 617-779-7937. Right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, an abbreviated show. Let's quickly get you some of the headlines from today. The Bruins announced earlier today that both Charlie McAvoy and Pavel Zaka have been placed on injured reserve. Boston has recalled Patrick Brown from Providence and Parker Wortherspoon from Providence on an emergency basis. Bruins lost on the road last night to the Devils in New Jersey, 2-1. Bruins in New York tomorrow night to face the Islanders. Puck drops at 7.30 from the UBS Arena. Cleveland Cavaliers in town tonight to take on the Celtics. Tip-off at 7.30 from the Garden. Celts are currently up 1-0 in this back-to-back series after beating the Cavs 120-113 on Tuesday night. The Cavs will be without Evan Mobley once again tonight. He's out with a knee injury. Jalen Brown questionable with a sprained ankle. Kristaps Porzingis probable. He's dealing with some left calf tightness. Celtics currently 11-0 at home this season. Patriots continue to get ready to host the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff at 1 p.m. Tyquan Thornton and Brendan Schooler were the new additions to the injury report today with Schooler missing practice. Brendan Schooler, Ramondre Stevenson, and Trent Brown did not participate today, while Christian Barmore, Kayshawn Booty, Demario Douglas, Devontae Parker, Matthew Slater, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Tyquan Thornton all on limited participation. Thursday Night Football tonight as the 5-8 Chargers take on the 5-8 Raiders. From Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, kickoff at 8.30. Don't forget, you can catch that game right here on WEI 93.7 FM. Our Westwood One coverage begins at 7.30. I'm Sid. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, W-E-E-I. Take it up until 7.30 tonight. Then it is Thursday night football, Chargers and Raiders to kick off week 15. Both of those teams will be looking for head coaches, you would imagine, at the uh, end of the season. Two potential landing spots for Bill Belichick, if you want to play it out that way as well. Uh, Bill Barnwell laid out 10 possible job openings that include the Chargers, Raiders, and Patriots. We'll get to that in a moment. But, Hart, let's go to the phones. We got Dan in Nashville. He joins us next. What's up, Dan? Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. Good, great show so far. Um, hey, just a quick Kyle Shanahan comment. I, I was watching a Niners game earlier this season, and they came up with a stat on him, and it was shocked me. But without Brock Purdy, he's a 500 coach. Yeah, well, Brock right. Purdy's like undefeated. <laughs> I mean, or like well, close to it. No, no I know. No, yeah, I know but, yeah, it's interesting. But, and it, know, used years, without, us, it used to be the same way without so, Garoppolo. Right. When Garoppolo wasn't there, everybody else, he kind of sucked. So yeah. 
when he has the right guy, it works. Yeah, yeah, it just it shocked me. So just wanted to know if you guys knew that. That's all. Yeah, no, thanks, Dan. No, uh, Kyle Shanahan definitely uh, has flaws, you know, but when you're looking at who are the five best coaches in the NFL currently, it, you probably have to have them in there or close to it. Don't you? Or like, does he just have one of the five best rosters in the NFL? Well, he's got an insane roster, but he's also doing it. And like the the caller's like, "Oh, his record is this without Brock Purdy." Like, well, Brock Purdy was the last pick on the draft. It's not like it's oh, without Patrick Mahomes or you know, without Tom Brady. I know Tom Brady was a late pick, but once he became established, that's a different story. Brock Purdy's still really early on in his career, and the other guys are what C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins. Like these are backup backup quarterbacks that he had to use before. Can I add another question to your question? I would Just love that. Yeah, sure. Be- because I think the Patriots are in that world. Where do you put general manager, president, whatever, uh, top personnel guy on the finding a great one of those, finding a great coach, finding a great quarterback? Where does he slide in? Well, it's huge because isn't that the guy that's finding the other two? <laughs> like, isn't that Probably. the guy who's in charge of finding the two most important pieces? So. Yeah, I think that's massive because every year we always talk about draft picks. Every year we talk about uh, Nikhil Harry instead of these 10 guys or, you know, Sony Michelle or Isaiah Wynn instead of these 10 guys. So, yeah, GM is is super high up there. And, like, again, nobody's perfect. There isn't a – like, you look at San Francisco's roster and you're like, well, that's, awesome. that's the model franchise. It's like they also traded 1,000 first-round picks for Trey Lance. Right, and that's so, why. You, so you made me as I started to think of those. Whether it's the old guys, Pete Carroll, yep, you know John Schneider, the drafting they did there, whatever their power structure was, was awesome. Yep, or Nick Sirianni, great coach, right? Well, that Howie Roseman seems to get him a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Certainly, John Lynch gets Shanahan talent like, even all the, over the ball. Yeah, and that's the thing is like they all have misses. So like nobody has a perfect track record. Like Philly drafted Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Yep, but. They didn't just go like f- try to force it and be like, oh, he'll he'll he will we'll get him to work. Like, no, no, no. They traded a pick for AJ Brown. They drafted Devontae Smith, and they they kind of moved forward. So, even the best GMs in the league, like you can find like one or two really glaring well, misses. But that's the job. I remember. I remember years ago, um, somebody in the organization for the Patriots told me the thing that Bill was best at was um, adjusting on the fly or making up for misses. You're gonna miss. Oh, yeah. But what do you do when you do miss? Like, how do you fill that hole? Whether it's free agency, this, that, you just think a guy's better than he is, and then week three, you realize he isn't. And I think there's some of that to these real, like Howie Roseman, or as you said, Lynch. Like, Howie Roseman missed on the receiver, and he goes and gets another receiver. They had the whole weird quarterback situation three in a row. Real weird. Yeah. Foles, Hurts, and even with Hurts, they were preparing, they were stalking draft picks in case Hurts wasn't the guy. Yeah. Like, so that. That ability to not be perfect because you're not going to be perfect, but that ability to swing and miss and then just, you know, grab the bat again and hit a double into the right field gap instead of just striking out and going down in flames there. So, oh, yeah, that, because that's I mean, they a took, huge part of it. They took Wentz two overall. And we talk about anytime you take a quarterback in the first round, let alone the top 10 or the top five. And if you ultimately miss on that guy, like usually it takes a long time to turn around and get back. Especially if you it. pay him. And they paid him. Right? Like, if you yeah. use a top five pick and then, like, at least the Niners were like, okay, Trey Lance, get out of here. We're, we're, we've moved on. Right. Um, but if you use a top five pick and then pay him, kind of like Jared Goff. Yeah. Like, and that's a weird one because they went to a Super Bowl with him and then they won the Super Bowl without him. Yeah. But yeah. That figuring out 
when you're done, when you screwed up, you know, fish or cut bait kind of time. I actually think that's the most important part of that job. Uh, yeah. I mean, of the 2021 draft class that Mac Jones is a part of, five first round pick quarterbacks, five quarterbacks taken in the top 15. Is Trevor Lawrence the only one that sees a second contract with his team? Uh, Zach Wilson probably. won't. Yeah, Zach Wilson won't. Matt Justin Jones Fe- won't. Justin, Justin Fields, Fields is the wild card. He we'll is. find out on the draft. Like, if they don't yeah. draft a quarterback, if they draft, you know, a tackle and a wide receiver, then he's getting a second qu- uh, contract. Yeah, because he looks uh, great one week, horrible the next. Then he's hurt. Yeah, I don't, like, I'm done with him. You're done with Fields? I've, I've, yeah. I, I I mean, if I were a Bears, you know, what if you were a fan. What if you were a Patriots guy and you don't get a top three pick in the draft? Say the Patriots win too many games down the stretch. They end up picking fourth, and you know, the two best, maybe even the three best quarterbacks are gone. Marvin Harrison's gone. And do you trade for Justin Fields? Uh, a flyer? Sure. Yeah. Am I investing in him? No. Yeah. No, I would not. And you you amended that interestingly because Jaden Daniels has entered the conversation. He kind of has. Yeah, he's and so you said up. the top three yep. quarterbacks are yeah. gone because yep. in that scenario, yeah. I'd take Jaden Daniels and cross my fingers and cross my toes and hope. All right, so 10 possible openings uh, in the NFL this offseason. And like Hart reminded me, that's like a month. Like the, the month for, for teams that missed the playoffs, yeah. I'm talking about four weeks from now. Uh, real quick, before we dive deeper into each one, I'm just going to name a team and tell me if it makes any sense at all for Belichick. Okay. The Atlanta Falcons. Uh, no. The Carolina Panthers. No. Chicago Bears. No. The L.A. Chargers. Absolutely. The Las Vegas Raiders. No. The, well, the New England Patriots. No. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. Uh, no. The New York no. Jets. Yes. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Maybe. I've heard that one a few times. I really don't. I don't I think really that makes sense, especially with the Brady. The whole Brady thing, I think, throws it off. But it's a bad division. Yeah. And if you think you're going to a decent chance to win that division, if you yeah. like Baker Mayfield, you know, remember the Patriots were going to trade for him with the Giants right. for the number two pick. Well, they got to re-sign him, right? He only signed a one-year deal down there. Yeah, I would think they would. But, yeah, they should. And I then, mean, maybe, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't yeah. know their inner intimate details of the way they're running the organization. But he's a, that's, a, that's a strong maybe. Okay, and then the Washington Commanders was the 10th one that Barnell had. Another strong maybe. All right. Um, if he likes Sam Howell, because the ones I say no to, I don't know that he wants to go find a quarterback. Most like, of them don't have quarterbacks, and hence that's right. usually the nature of the NFL coaches that get fired is they haven't been able to develop or find a quarterback, and they're gone. The Chargers are such an outlier there. So they have Justin Herbert, far and away the best returning quarterback. The Bears are pretty intriguing uh, because they have two really high draft picks. They might have yep. the number one pick in the draft. They might have the number five pick in the draft. Uh, the Bucks and the Commanders both have like a maybe at quarterback, and you sort of laid that out. Uh, he does not have the Buffalo Bills on this list, although I feel like the Buffalo Bills and even the Dallas Cowboys, depending on how their seasons end, could be in search of a quarterback or uh, a coach. Right, and, yeah. and I would put both of them high on the list up yeah. by the Chargers. I think those could be very, very good landing spots for Bill Belichick so because of Bill, the quarterbacks, the talent, the whole thing. You think Bill would go to the Jets – I don't Doesn't think he still he'd have rule a thing about out. the Jets. Doesn't he have a thing with Woody Johnson too? I don't know if he has a thing with Woody Johnson. Okay, that was different ownership when oh, he was right. there. Okay. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he would go there because I think Aaron Rodgers too. 
Well, Aaron Rodgers, I think he has uh, an affinity for Aaron Rodgers. I think there would be an intrigue to hook up with that that Hall of Fame quarterback. I also, there's a little bit of me that he, I think he's filled with spite or whatever you want to call it. And to be able to beat the Patriots twice, I think he would. It would I be amazing. I I do think that Kraft, like that might be one where Kraft's like, it's not negotiable. I won't trade you there. And then it gets into a whole like, what's in the contract? How does this work out? What do you do? You can't just bring right. the guy back because you don't Especially want him. Especially but- with with Rodgers, if Rodgers is there next year and he comes back, yeah, you can't trade him to Aaron Rodgers. You can't put Bill Belichick no. and Aaron Rodgers together on your <laughs> no, biggest rival. No way. Uh, you can't. However, if they offer a first-round pick for him and everybody else is offering like a three, you probably yeah, have to no. do it. Do You're I st- have to? No. I think for what's best for the team would be a first-round pick, not a third-round pick. I don't think. Like, Remember the Steelers wouldn't trade A.B. to the Patriots? Was that the one? Or Odell? The Giants wouldn't trade Odell to the Patriots. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's okay to have a list of, nope, I'm not doing it. Well, I'm the, not sending you there. Yeah, the Packers wouldn't trade Brett Favre to the Vikings, and right. they even put in the, the contract. They were like, you can't. They traded him to the Jets, and they're like, you can't trade him to Minnesota. I mean, he eventually ended up in Minnesota, but he had to play with the Jets first. Right. And I, I think that's okay. Like, I do think that's okay. For yeah. competitive purposes, for spiteful purposes, for fan base purposes, I think you should look at it that way. Would Kraft do that with both uh, the the Jets and the Bills, or just the Jets in your mind? I think just the Jets. I think if the Bills yeah. were far, in your scenario, yeah, yeah. if the Bills offered a first round pick and everybody else was at a three, I think Robert would probably do it. That's what they did with Drew. That's what right. oh, uh, Belichick did with Drew. Yeah. Um, I, I think they would do it. Now, I, I would also be concerned that I'm going to get embarrassed by the Bills a few times over the next couple of years with yeah, Belichick you were, and Josh you Allen. You did anyway. I know they beat him right. this year, but there's been plenty of examples of Josh Allen coming in here and embarrassing him. Uh, 617-779-7937, the number to jump aboard. Kevin is in Taunton. He joins us next. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. Love the show. Thank you. Um, I think I know what the problem is here. There's too many dispensaries because you guys are uh, high if you think Bill Belichick is going anywhere. I mean... You're talking about giving draft picks to the best coach around to get him, and we're going to give him up for that? Like, I mean, uh, he's going nowhere. Wait, I mean, what? Tommy Curran. So, hold on. So we're we're high for thinking that he's going to stay after all this? All the reporting out there is that he's going to be gone. He's had four years to turn things around post-Brady. He hasn't been able to do it. I mean, he, I mean, he's the best coach ever. You're going to trade him to another team? I mean, come on. Yes. Be I mean, he's the I, best coach ever. Like, this like Michael no Jordan's way. the best no basketball way. player ever. So How go get Jerry right Rice. Yeah, go Let's get, get the band back Joe together. Montana. Dan Marine. That commercial. That Lay's commercial. Emmett wait, Smith. Wait, wait. Let me say. Uh, I would. Sorry, dude. Your phone's awful. I really want to. I'm always most intrigued by the people who think he's definitely staying, and we're crazy for thinking he's gone. I would have given right. him another ten minutes. I just couldn't hear him with the phone. But why? So we're. Cra- that is just obnoxious. Like he's the best ever, so why would you get rid of him? Is he the best right now? Is he the is he gonna be the best next year? Is he gonna be Bill the best Belichick the year after that? The best quarterback ever, the best kicker ever, uh, one of the best corners ever, one of the best D line. Oh, he got rid ever. of uh five Hall of Famers that I can think right. of. While they so still a, had game left. So then he must be a terrible coach. Because <laughs> they actually had game left. Well, All I mean, of them uh, were performing a, better than Belichick is performing in his role uh, right it's now. That's a terrible GM. He was, he's always been a good coach. The GM thing is spotty. That's the other thing you hear is people kind of pivot away from the coach. I'm not and sure go, he's a great coach right now. He I actually, don't think that I he know is. No, he isn't. No, we know that I've he's watched not. him mismanage right. the quarterback situation, mismanage yeah. a lot of things on this team this year. Um, and th- that argument that best ever, I've never. So Babe Ruth. 
you know, dig Bring up the Bambino so I can bean his ass kind of thing. Like, no, like, guys have lifespans, even the greatest ever. Tom Brady yeah. walked away because I think, personally, he knew the end was coming. He right? wasn't like he, the best ever. Like, Peyton Manning's last year, he was atrocious. They yes. still won the Super Bowl, but he, got, he physically couldn't do it. And I know people... I think I have a hard time wrapping their minds around it because they're like, oh, player and coach is different because a player, you just get older and you can see it break down. But that also happens to coaches. like so- All of them. Do the research. All the stories that have been written yeah. recently about Chuck Knoll and Don Shula and all the you know, Joe Tom Gibbs. Landry. We bring up Joe Gibbs all the time. Oh. But at least he left and came back, so maybe there's a weirdness. Okay. These other guys at the end of their tenures as, the same. as dynasty coaches, Yeah. right? How do you or, think Greg Popovich is doing grace. right now with the Spurs? Where they have like two wins? Not great. And I, I mean, I think he's just hanging around because he's got the new guy again. Yeah, but the, like, maybe I can get one last run. He's not going to get one last. He's yelling at fans to stop booing. Like he's the guy. Oh, lost he's lost his, his way. Yeah, I mean, lost. the guy was always nuts, but he had he the was. hammer. He's a little like Belichick. He's a lot you know, like. He, there's a lot of similarities there. Absolutely, including the franchise success and longevity. Yeah, and multiple stars and double. I was going to say and and, with Brady, without Brady, with Tim yep. Duncan, without Tim Duncan, like it's yep. it's uh, it mirrors itself almost too much. I do want to real quick mention that uh, Yamamoto, who we've discussed a lot, that would be the prize signing if the Red Sox could do it. I'm holding out uh, zero hope that they do it. Oh, uh, come on. It's not happening. So if somehow, someway, the Red Sox can outbid the Dodgers, who yeah. Yamamoto met with and apparently loved meeting with Shohei Otani and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, he Impressive. also met with the Yankees who have Aaron Judge and Juan Soto. He also met with the Mets, who have an owner that will throw the most money at anybody. If they could somehow outbid those three teams, well, let's enter a new team, because according to reports today, he's meeting with uh, Dave Dombrowski and the Philadelphia Phillies. So what do you think the chances are of outbidding the Phillies? Uh, Not great, obviously. And they could could trot out. I don't know if they will, but they could trot out Bryce Harper. They could trot out Trey Turner, and they could talk about how you're going to be the the, the piece that pushes us over the top, like we were this close to winning it last year, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, the Red Sox don't have a chance in is this. That a, um, is that a problem? Is is Rafael Devers lacking in his ability to be a salesman, a pitchman, a recruiter? Yeah, because we don't talk about it as much in, in baseball as the other sports. Like the other sports, it really seems like there's like a drawing power. Right. Baseball, we don't, but I think... Going this Dodgers thing, I mean. I was going to say, the Dodgers thing is a great example. And I I feel like Devers last year, in a way, did get kind of exposed as, hey, he's a really good player, but he was always on a team with Mookie Betts or Xander Bogarts or, like, another personality, another fellow all-star, in the case of Betts, like an MVP. Yep. And now you're like, everybody looks to him, and I just don't think he has that. Like, I think he needs to be, like, your second or third best player you know, hit 30 home runs, drive in 100, and, like, be a solid player like that. But, like, the face of the franchise, like, I don't think that's him. And then, obviously, there's layers of of cultural language barriers yeah. between different, you know, Yamamoto, obviously, coming from the East. True. And so, you know, there's a lot going on there. So, I just, that's something that, because you look at it and you're like, well, so the Yankees are in on it and Philadelphia's in on it. So, you should be, at, like, that's your, what do they call that, like the... I ninety five quarter or something yeah. like that's your world. You're right. That's there. your world. You should be in yeah. on that. And and I know they're in on it, quote unquote. Well, they're in on all the guys. They don't get any of them though. They're always in. They're like top four for Seth Lugo. And they don't get. Them. I'm not sure they're going to finish in the top four in this one. No, it feels like they're going to be outside. Do we have the, any favors we can four. pull? So like when the Celtics so. wanted Durant, everybody sent somebody right. Like Brady was involved yeah. and every, like, yeah. can we pull like? Tatum and Brown to recruit Yamamoto, maybe or something. I was gonna say it's nobody from the Patriots. 
No, 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 no. I was looking more at the Celtics. Celtics. Pasternak, yeah, if you want to bring a Bruin. And I'm pasta, sure Yamamoto would be like, pasta, who the F is this guy? What sport is this? Could Pasta and Tatum get Yamamoto? I don't know. I like. I don't uh, know either. Maybe Porzingis, because he's got more of an international unicorn Zingus? flair to him. Well, you got to just hope that uh, Yoshida is best friends with the guy. That's like, the only hope I think you really have. Be like, hey, the Red Sox offered Yoshida more money than anybody else did, and so maybe there's they some sort of connection. Otani. Yeah. We don't even feel like we have that inside road there. No. And I know that I've been um, listening and reading some stuff like there's like this unknown as to whether some of these Japanese baseball players actually want to play with each other or don't want to play, would prefer not to play with each other. I thought Yamamoto said, I don't know if he said or like one of the reports was that he wanted to. Yeah. But then like, I don't know, there was some cultural thing. I didn't I don't really know. understand what I was reading. And right. It may have been BS. It was on <laughs> social media. But yeah, yeah, forget it. I just, I, I don't know. What is it that you think is theoretically selling Yamamoto on the Boston Red Sox? What's going to put the Red Sox above everybody else unless it's $100 million? Yeah, if the, and I don't even know if he's a money guy. No, he like, I don't know well, if he's a money that guy. That was also one of the reports is, and again, I, I feel like money usually wins out in all of these things. But, for, yeah, but what, culturally, like maybe he well, just has a little different. I want to be comfortable. I want to win. Uh, no, maybe but, but, money's not as high. Right. And, you know, anybody who has money wants more money. But there is something to be said about like, all right, so you have $250 million. What can't you do like with $200 million that you can do with $250 million? Like I'm guessing your lifestyle would be pretty similar. But oh, uh, clearly you guys have stuff. never walked the freedom trail. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, he, yeah, maybe that'll be the big draw for uh so one of the reports, and I forget which uh, national uh, MLB reporter said this, but he was like, he thinks Yamamoto is going to pick a place first and then, like, hash out the money. That so rather, porked. Yeah, right. So, like, so L.A., New York, and Philly are all in on it. They all have better teams right now. They all have other stars. Like, that's the other thing. If you're Yamamoto, I guess it maybe depends. Like, do you want to be the guy and like have all of the pressure on you be like far and away the best guy in the rotation far and away like the big the biggest contract on the team or do you play with Otani Betts and Freeman and you just like sort of jump in there and you know you're automatically on a good team and you can kind of ease into your major league career that way I don't know what he but wants. again that's that's a question some guys want to be challenged True. they want to be the alpha they oh want you to want a challenge come to Boston <laughs> that's how maybe that's their pitch. Hey, you want a huge challenge? We were in last place the last two years. We need all the help we can get. So Our we'll last put it days, on you. He broke every time we put him on the mound. Couldn't do it. Yeah. You send Chris Sale out there. He's like, uh, <laughs> don't think that's gonna help. All right, you can uh, join the program if you want to talk about uh looking for a coach, looking for a quarterback, or uh what's the pitch for Yamamoto. It's all on the table for you at six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. We will uh predict or bet the Thursday night game. Coming up next in the Bet Du Jour, it's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. And check out WEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. Here's a good text uh, for a pitch for Yamamoto from the uh, text line. You'll be surrounded by some of the best doctors and hospitals in the world. Just ask our pitching staff. <laughs> you know, not bad. That is true. Boston can offer that. If that's what Yamamoto is super interested in. He's pretty young. Maybe he wants to okay. get a graduate degree. A lot of good schools. Yeah, a yeah. lot of great schools in the area. That's true. 
That, that's one. Throw that on the pile, yeah. as you'd say. <laughs> to put it in the put it on the mix. All right, bet is your time. What is that? Great questions. The bet of the day, Thursday night football, and uh, it has not gone great. Although Stiz is nine five and one betting the Thursday games. Okay, I'm five nine and one, and Andy Hart somehow is three eleven and one. What do you mean somehow? Rough stuff happens. Rough, I know, but that's a lot of lo- that's a lot of L's. All right, tonight you have a battle of backup quarterbacks in the AFC West. Easton Stick in the Los Angeles Chargers on the road against Aiden O'Connell in the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams are 5-8. and eight. Uh, Vegas at home is three-point favorites. Hart, where are you going on this one? Give me the Raiders. Um, Perfect. I know a little bit more about Aiden O'Connell. They're at home. Um, you know, the, the Chargers don't have their quarterback. They don't have their best wide receiver. Their coach stinks. The other team's coach stunk, too, so he already got fired. So you get a little, I, I don't know, give me the It's race. a mess, though. The game is an absolute mess, and you can listen to it right here. W-E-I, go nowhere. Actually, you really need to bet on it in order to watch it tonight. But the uh, I'm going to take the Chargers. Now, both teams, both teams stink. I'm getting three points. The Raiders just lost last week three to nothing. I can't do the break out. I can't score. good conscious bet on a team that just lost three nothing after winning two games in a row after firing Josh McDaniels and Antonio Pierce was like puffing his chest out. They've lost three straight. They've gone way back. They are back to where they should be. Whereas the rate the the Chargers are kind of like, yeah, they'll win this week. They'll lose next week. They'll win this week. Like that kind of thing. I know there's no Herbert. That's certainly a drop off. Huge. But I'm gonna I'm still taking the Chargers and the points. I'll just I'll take the plus three. Could be a real ugly one. This could be like a like a 10-8 final. So you I watching the whole thing? I am not. <laughs> I am Probably not going to watch the whole thing. Maybe nope. eggnog and a Christmas special night. That oh. sounds pretty good to me. Uh, Stiz, where are you going with this one? Raiders. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, chance to pick up a game on yeah, both of you guys. Stays. My prop is sort of in line. It's funny because the Chargers offense has been bad and because Herbert's out, normally this is minus money, but it's plus money. Austin Eckler, anytime touchdown, plus 130. Okay. If the Chargers are going to cover this game, I think Eckler's going to have to get in the end zone. So, especially with the juice, I'll take Eckler touchdown. So, two bad teams with backup quarterbacks on a Thursday night. Under. When I can. Nope. No, not the under. Okay. When I can get plus 180 for each team's first drive to end in a punt, I take it. I (laughs) pounce on it. Punt, punt, plus 180. Punt, punt, plus 180. (laughs) That's a good one. That's good stuff. Uh, Stiz, what do you got? Aiden O'Connell over uh, half rushing touchdown. So all he has to do is score one rushing touchdown. That's at plus 1,000 right now. Damn. Wow. I was going to say, does he run? And that's my answer right there. He doesn't usually. He does not. So in Aiden. He returns tonight. He's going to (laughs) punch it in there. Plus a thousand on the okay. eight. Got a little uh, tush push down in the end zone. That's, That's right. all. Does he still have his his mustache? I haven't seen him recently. I haven't seen him recently. Was that either. a Movember or whatever? Oh, maybe it was a Movember thing, or maybe that's just. You know, his style. Just the bad look he goes with. <laughs> Just what he wants to do. There, There's our Thursday night uh, picks. Let's go back to the phones. We got Jake in Hangum. He joins us next. What's up, Jake? What's up, guys? I think the pitch to get Yamamoto has to start with the Japanese pitchers that the Red Sox have had in the past. It's got to be Daisuke. It's got to be Koji. It's got to be Hideki Okajima. Masataka's got to be there. I think the only way they get him is they dramatically overpay, and I'd say they probably still have a 10% chance of getting him. I think he ends up in the Dodgers. 
Yeah, I agree with you, Jake. No, that's a fair point. I mean, the, the Red Sox have had a handful of really good Japanese pitchers. And so if he if that has any impact at all, like it doesn't hurt to sort of drop that out there. You now have a Japanese position player that was good last year and it's going to be a part of the team going forward. That probably is. But I like how Jake also adds, and you got to outbid everybody, right. which is not happening. I would I would lead with that. It's not happening though. <laughs> I'd lead with the outbid everybody and then say, Oh, by the way, did you know we've had a few Japanese pitchers? I know you probably don't care now. You already are drooling over the three hundred million and we, we put in front of you. In all seriousness, if you were your guy Craig Breslow and you had the Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, I know you gave up on it pretty quick. I, I did, <laughs> he was yeah. your guy for three weeks. Well, so, I tried to give him the opportunity to do his job and to come in and stand on his own two feet and be something that we all want him to be. And he's failed miserably, so now I've turned on him. Because it's funny to me, like, you hear about a lot of these meetings in all four sports when they meet with a big free agent and they're like, oh, they met for like 10 hours. And you're like, what the hell are you doing for that? Like, even two hours. Like, if you were Breslow and Yamamoto walked in, it, within the first five minutes, aren't you like 10 years, 300 million is what we can offer you? Woo, I'm a kid's family. Uh, we got some nice schools up here. Yeah, stuff know. goes sideways. Quit messing around. Just, you just... never know. Stuff happens. Didn't you see when the uh, Miles whatever comes to the uh, Elf uh, printing boardroom and like that meeting? I, that's how I envision it. Like, oh, you think it's, it's just like that weird. when uh, when Elf shows up to the printing board Only meeting? Elf one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Paul up in New Hampshire. What's going on, Paul? Hey, good evening, fellas. Good evening. Show show sounds great. Thank you. Keith, I miss you. Du- I miss you during the day, man. Same. I'm a truck driver. I used to. I hate Gresh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jonathan Kraft. He's the one behind it all, and nobody ever brings it up. He's the reason Brady left. He's the reason Belichick. He's the reason that Mac Jones got picked. If you remember, in the Belichick in the draft room, is this what we're going to do? That's what he said right before they picked Mac Jones. Well, he wasn't talking to himself. He was asking somebody. And I really think it was Jonathan slowly taking over the team and burning down what Robert built so John could build his own little dynasty, if you will. I'll tell you what, Paul, that is a Keith Spiracy for the ages. What do you think of that one? That Jonathan Kraft is actually the puppet master. So I think it's interesting because I'm yeah. always interested when people – Oh, Brady did everything and Bill screwed him, or Bill did everything, Brady screwed him, or Robert was the one pulling the... This is a new... They're all fine. The guy who's screwing it up behind the scenes is Jonathan. Like, that's a right. new angle, a new wrestling-type angle. Like, yeah. you, didn't know, you thought you knew who was pulling the strings, but Man, you didn't. what a big reveal that would be. Save that for sweeps. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm really on board with it. I'm not sure I really buy it. Um, at some point, Jonathan's going to be the one pulling the strings, and it's probably coming sooner rather than later. I don't I think still, he's the one I mean, doing it now. Not to do this show over again, but I'm still convinced that it was Belichick who sold Robert and Jonathan that we need to move on from Brady, and then yeah. they bought. They were like, "Okay, like you, you know, we're, we're going to side with you on this one." Robert probably kept it together a little bit longer than it needed to be, whether it was Garoppolo getting traded or however they patched things up and and played through the eighteen and nineteen season. But then it was done. It was and it was it was going to be, and done. it was logical. I, like I don't fault them for for buying into Bill, selling them on the idea Brady might run out of gas. We're probably better off moving on. Blah blah. Like it's fine. Like yeah. there was Red Arbeck f- famously had regret, right, that he kept the big three together too long, and he could have 
gotten something for them, broken it up right. earlier. Yeah, Danny Ainge even talked about that. He's like, you know, they could have traded. There was like a Chuck Person, Detlef Schrempf deal right. for Larry Bird or whatever, and they turn it down and like how things and could I, have been different. Now, it worked out, you know, like they didn't get anything for Brady. That's the, they the did not. difference in the comparison. No. Um, so that's a problem. But I, I think it was believable that you could believe the idea that Brady was going to, you know, lose it a little bit, wasn't going to continue to right. succeed. I mean, and again, eh, we don't need to read yeah, that. Yeah, we don't do that again. All right, one hour down. we got a half hour to go here on a Thursday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show. We'll get to your uh, your phone calls. And uh, Andy Hart asked a question on Tuesday, but he never answered it. So we'll have him answer. What's more likely on Sunday, Pats get a win or get blown out? 617-779-7937. You can answer that one as well. Uh, again, it's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI.